Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, I am joined by Summer for a playthrough of her game, Knowing You. Knowing You is beautiful. It is a game about a relationship played in reverse, starting from the moment that both parties realize they will never see each other again, to played back through the, the hard times, the rough times, back to that first meeting when they realize that this is going to be a special relationship for the both of them. You play through scene by scene, answering questions, filling out their relationship one piece at a time. It is wonderful. I loved playing it. It was a really perfect experience, and I, gosh, I can't recommend it enough. I really think you should go check the show notes for a link and go buy it, play it, love it, because I really feel strongly about this game. It was really, really good. That said, true to the content of the game, this episode does feature scenes of couples fighting, passive aggression, hurtful comments handed from one party in a relationship to another. Listener discretion advised. A few quick things before we dive in. Uh, first, let's talk about conventions. Uh, there's two conventions coming up that I will be at that I'm very excited about. First is Metatopia, which is in Morristown, New Jersey on the 7th to the 9th of November. Uh, I'm going to be playtesting a few games that I'm working on, sort of in a focus group stage. I'm also going to be on a panel Saturday between 9 and 11. It's a two-part panel on the crossover between wrestling and role-playing games and LARP. Uh, as you can imagine from it being me, it is a dream come true of a panel. Which is part of why I'm also doing a panel on wrestling and role-playing games a few weeks later at PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia. In Philly on December 6th through the 8th. Uh, that panel will, I believe, be Saturday at 5.30. That panel's gonna be a dream panel, because I'm joined by friends of the show, Fidian Cobra, Kate Nix, Ian Vaffler, J.R. Goldberg, and producer Jen Frank to talk about professional wrestling and role-playing games. I am so excited. If you're gonna be at either convention, please, at me on Twitter, at Party of One Pod. Let me know. We'll, I'll, I'll stop by. We'll chat. It'll be great. I'm really excited. And yeah, I'm pumped as hell. Two quick things before we dive in. Uh, first, obviously, go voting for us in the Audioverse Awards. We're nominated alongside All My Fantasy Children, a bunch of shows on the One Shot Network, friends of the show like Paired. Go vote for all of these wonderful shows. Help us win awards, which is just a, a feather in the cap after a year of wonderful content. Secondly, a bunch of streamers and podcasters are, through the end of the year, raising money for the Trans Lifeline. And secondly, real quick, I do want to mention that a bunch of streamers and podcasters throughout the end of the year are raising money for Trans Lifeline, which is a wonderful charity. And to make that a little sweeter, to entice you a little bit further, uh, I wanted to offer, an ongoing offer, if between now and December 31st, 2019, if you donate to Trans Lifeline and send me uh, proof of your donation to partyofonepodcast at gmail.com, I'll send you one of my games from jeffstormer.itch.io. Your choice. It's a good cause. I want people to donate, and I'm happy to give you a game and give you a few hours of joy in exchange for you giving money to a worthy cause. Again, you can find that donation link in the show notes. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down with Summer. Summer, thanks so much for coming on Party of One. Yeah, I am really, really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on the show. This is going to be really, really fun. I'm like, I'm, I'm very excited to play this game this week because like, this is very much a game that like is it up my alley in terms of, you know, feeling mm -hmm. things. I love it. I'm so very excited. I, I get really anxious every single time I play this game because it is so feeling heavy, um, but it's always been an incredible experience 
which I'm, relief I'm, <laughs> when you I'm write so a excited. game. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is this is very, very exciting for me. So real quick, why don't you at the top of the show take a moment to introduce both the game that we're playing this week as well as anything else that you've got going on you might want the audience at home to know about. Yeah, um, I'm Summer. I, I wrote this game, Knowing You. Basically, I just kind of was I woke up one morning and was on my phone and started writing a game in my notes on my phone um, essentially about a breakup and I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail about uh, the game um, it's pretty self-explanatory but essentially it's about two people um, starting from the last day that you ever see each other and working backwards in time to the day that you first met um, and it's about a romantic relationship that ends uh, which is something that you know a lot of people can relate to mm-hmm. sure. um yeah, and it's it's just a it's a game about, you know, where like kind of taking things back to where things began when things seem so bad right at the end. I love that. Um, I'm, I'm, and examining I, the so, relationship. I'm so immediately hooked by the premise of the game. I love the I love going backwards and seeing how things like retroactively seeing how things shake out like as a concept it's so exciting to me, so I'm really I'm really I'm hyped to like it, is it weird to say I'm hyped to be to be sad? Is that weird? Because that's where I'm at right now. I I honestly I love like tragic romance and I love games that make me feel things. Like um, Starcrossed uh, is a is a really like inspiring game about you know feeling things in relationships. And um, there's there's uh, this particular game that I that I played um, with one of my friends that was just really heartbreaking. We played Starcrossed, got to the very end, and the relationship still didn't work out, even though we hit, like, you know, ideal points for that game if Mm -hmm. you've ever played. Um, And it was just so tragic, and I was really, really inspired by that particular playthrough, and I was like, I've got to do something about this. I've got to write a a game that is meant to be sad from the get-go. That's so good. I I love that. I love that so much. Uh, I like Starcrossed. Yeah, it's an incredible game. (laughs) So let's let's go ahead and get into it. I'm really I'm 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 hyped to to play through knowing you. Yeah. Um. So knowing you is on itch.io right now. Um. Just a summer job is my handle there. Um. But I'm just going to be reading straight from the PDF so everybody gets the full experience. This game is is very straightforward. All you need to play is the PDF. Um. It has absolutely everything. It's it's a pretty short game as well. It's I've generally run it about an hour hour and a half. Perfect. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. So. Here we go. Knowing You is a two-player prompt-based game exploring a relationship broken beyond reconciliation back to the day you first met. Each scene outlines a set of five questions. You and your partner will take turns asking and answering each of the five questions. Each set comes with a prompt that you and your partner will answer together. The answer to the prompt will decide who asks and who answers the questions first. Ask each question earnestly and answer honestly. You may take time to establish defining aspects about each of your characters beforehand, such as your name, appearance, and personality, or you can define and develop them over the course of the game. Either is acceptable. So my personal preference is to decide literally nothing about the characters. I, I can get um, down with that. I can get down with that. And um, generally, I the only thing that I recommend deciding ahead of time is how you met. Um, okay. Or just specifically the place that you met. But we can get into that once we get to the first prompts. Sure, sure, sure. Do not worry about answering the questions correctly. Through play, you may contradict each other and yourselves. This is perfectly fine. Relationships are messy and we often misremember and misconstrue the truth. Note, you will answer in ways to which your partner may disagree. This is to be expected. 
You may challenge what your partner has established within the context of your own answers, but are otherwise not permitted to argue or amend what they have said, even and especially when it pertains to a way that your character behaved in the past. So essentially, you can't say, I didn't do that. (laughs) Um, Knowing you explores the emotional and often defining moments of a romantic relationship in decline. Check in with your partner frequently, taking time to step away from the game when needed. Between each set of questions, take a moment to be silent with your partner and reflect upon what has been said. Please feel free to use the safety tools outlined at the end of this game or set up your own methods of alerting each other when the game has pushed you too far. Though knowing you is designed to be tragic in nature, you and your partner's emotional um, emotions outside of the game come first. Uh, so the the tools that I particularly love are the X, N, and O cards. Um, X card is when something happens and you know we don't want it to happen, so we can exit, rewind time, and answer in a different way. N is we're feeling uncomfortable, we're okay pushing forward for now. And O is my favorite check-in card of like, I'm upset obviously, but I love this and I want to keep going. Um, so we can just throw those in discord chat, um, or say them out loud. I think, I think saying them out loud works perfectly. I think it'll give the listener, like it'll give, it'll give a sense to us and the listeners like that, you know, where we're at, if we're feeling good, you know, et cetera, et cetera, uh, all that good stuff. Like, I think that's, that's what I, I think would be really, really good. Um, but yeah, when we're ready, we take a moment to be silent and then we begin. Okay. Um, so this is, this is, um, there, and this is something you can (laughs) put into the podcast if you want, but there is a silent element to this game. Um, there are questions that you answer privately, you give to your partner and you never actually speak them out loud. We can speak them out loud at the end. Um, but that's just a a part of the game are these like things that are never actually spoken. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, the first The first prompt um, is answer the following questions about your partner privately and seal them in an envelope or otherwise hide them from both yourself and your partner. Put them to the side for now. Um, And we both answer these five questions. What about them caught your eye? What did you first admire about them? What did they say or do that made you smile? What do you wish you had said to them that you didn't? And how do you know that they would change your life forever even? Um... Yeah, and we both answer these questions. So this is why I say that defining uh, when you met or where you met is important, just so you're on the Uh same page. Um, So where did we meet? I think we met, I'm going to say, maybe not, so not like a a nice or elaborate theme park or like amusement Uh park, but like a very kind of local beloved theme yeah. park or like amusement park like not a not not a disney world not a not a six flags <laughs> yeah. but like the the one that like everyone yes. around our small town like knows as the spot that you go to on a weekend for like you know absolutely it's fr- like one of those pop-ups and- that just never kind of left yes i love that yes yeah. it's, it's you drive up there's you park in a field mm-hmm Parking is still like five ten dollars, even though you're literally just parking in grass. <laughs> and it, there are it, no outlines; it's free for all. It's it's a madhouse, and it is. There's a charm to it, but a lot of the charm is that it is specifically kind of rundown and like shindy. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say then that I was working there. Okay. I'm gonna say that I was uh, there. I was there. 
I'm going to say I was there to, it's not the quite the right word to call it mall ratting, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not yes. just, <laughs> just slumming. Just, I yeah. was there slumming around, like not Loitering. riding rides. Loitering yep. is, the exa- is the exact right word for it. Yes, I love that. Okay, so uh, take time to answer these questions. I'm just throwing mine in a notepad. I'm doing uh, exactly the same, and then we can revisit these later. So should we choose to? Yes. Uh, and what pronouns are you using for this? I'm uh, using I'm, she, her. I'm going to use, uh, I'll use he, his. Okay. All right, I am ready as well. Oh, gosh. Answering these questions always gives me big feels. Okay. Yep. Yep. Big time. Time to end our relationship. Are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) Okay. So now that we've answered our starting questions, you will work backward in your relationship with your partner, starting with the last time you ever saw each other and ending on the day you first met. The partner who first considered ending the relationship will answer the questions first. So which of us considered ending the relationship first? I I think I might have. Yeah, I I I think that makes sense. Um so you're going to answer the questions first. Um okay. you answer all five. So I'm going to ask you all five and you're going to answer them. Sounds good. On your turn, ask your partner the following questions and in turn answer honestly when they ask you. Okay, now do we do we do like que- I ask you a question or do you go down the list and ask all five questions at once? Yeah, I'm going to ask you all five questions. Well, I'm going to okay. do one by one at a time. Oh, I'm yeah, going to but, an- but, ask one, you'll answer. Yeah, but I'm going to do answer- all five first. Okay, yeah, I'll answer all the questions and you'll answer all the questions. Got it. Yes, exactly. Perfect. How did you know it would be our last meeting? Because I was never, ever coming back to this town again. Like I was never going to look back. I was going to drive off and... I I knew even if I even if things didn't work out like whatever was waiting for me I wasn't coming I wasn't going to come back. What did I say or do that made you cry? You It's as it's 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 something that you almost didn't do and that like you didn't acknowledge that like you like I I made it clear I was leaving. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I was standing by my car and I, I asked you to, you know, I, I I said goodbye and you said, I'll see you later. What did you say that you regret? I think I, I regretted insulting Wonder Park. Mm-hmm. Like I called it run down and worthless and like, it's not that, you know, like I don't like a lot of what's here. But I like, but I've always liked that. And I, I think I just said that to convince myself that it was okay to leave it and leave you behind. And I regret that. What was the last thing I said to you? I think the last thing you said to me was, your gas cap is open. Because I'd started to drive off. You like waved at me. And for a split second, I thought we were going to have like a real moment. Huh? And you just kind of were like, hey, gas cap. And oh, I wasn't cool enough or emotionally open enough to stop and actually acknowledge that. So I just kind of smiled and like laughed and fixed it and drove off. Did you ever really love me? I think I loved the idea of you. And I don't think I ever let myself like see. I think I, I think I never fully got over the idea of you. 
And so that's what I, I think that's what I loved. And I, that's part of why I recognize that there was no salvaging this. Because I never gave myself that chance to get to know you, really. How did you know it would be our last meeting? Aside from your car being filled with all of your things, um, you didn't wait for me to get off of work. We'd conversation had <sighs> when I was on break. Fuck. And if if we were going to spend any time together, you... What did I say or do that made you cry? You said that I would get over it. Like, kind of dismissed how I was feeling in that moment. You said that I'd be fine. What did you say that you regret? I, th- I think that I said that you weren't going to make it. Like... You weren't better than this, which uh, I knew that you were, but I, I didn't want you to feel like I knew you were better than this. That real hard. I'm going to tap the O card in it, but I want yeah. to note that that hurts real hard. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever really love me? Oh, you missed one. <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, what was the last thing I said to you? Uh, the whistle sounded for my break to be over, and you said, you better get back. Did you ever really love me? Yes, absolutely. You ready for the next set? I am ready for the next. (laughs) This is our last fight. Um, something about this game is our last fight may be different days to each of us, what Mm -hmm. we consider to be our last fight. The partner who never raised their voice will ask the questions first. Oh, God. I I feel like I could go either way. Um, I think I think I... I could also... I could also... I could also go either way, where, like, Mm -hmm. I'm either, you know, I either get emotional and raise my voice, or I Mm -hmm. stay... Or I, like, try really hard to stay aloof, and I don't. Yeah, I, I was kind of feeling the same way that I try to stay cool, but generally start to talk louder as I get more upset. So I'm, I'm happy to, um, to answer the questions first, if you would like to ask. That sounds great. Okay. Uh, what was I upset about? I um, had gotten really, really close to um, one of my coworkers. And um, I think that you were a little bit jealous, but... Um, Essentially, I he asked me to go do something with him after work, and um, we had previously had plans, but I canceled our plans to this instead. Mm. What did I say that you know I didn't mean? You said you don't really think he's into you, do you? Um, in this like, and and, and maybe you did believe that, but the way that you said it, this like dismissive. It wasn't about him. It was about me. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, why would he want me? Did I deserve your anger? No. I I was mad because I, I felt like you were trying to be controlling when really that wasn't necessary. Um, and so I got really defensive about the whole situation and kind of 
let my emotions get the the best of me and turned it around in a kind of mean. Mm. And you definitely did not deserve that. Did you resent me for mine? At the time, yes. Uh, I didn't think that you had a right to be angry um, for doing what I did for canceling in favor of spending time with someone else. But in hindsight, no. Were you willing to forgive me? If uh, if you had apologized, then yes. What was I upset about? This was a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sort of planning out... I called them tour dates, but it was sort of like whose couch I was going to crash on for a couple days. Mm-hmm. And I... I randomly had like, I think I, I, I think that like, I had told you that the first like gig that I lined up was probably like, not on your birthday, but close enough where it was obvious that like, if we were going to spend it together, it was going to be, you know, in the backseat of a car or like in a hotel room some or like on a friend's couch somewhere. Yeah. What did I say that you know I didn't mean? Uh, you said, told me you, you told me it was fine and that you couldn't get off work when I knew that it was something important to you that you generally like tried really hard to, even if you got booked on your birthday to like Mm -hmm. trade shifts with somebody. Yeah. So you were very kind of, you didn't raise your voice. Like you were very chill, but you're like, what's, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm I'm probably going to work on my birthday. So like, I'm not going to be able to make it. And I knew that 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 was a big thing for you to say and, like, a big thing for you to very casually kind of, like, present that possibility, which I knew you didn't like doing. Big ouch. But, oh, good. (laughs) Um, Did I deserve your anger? Of course. Uh, You were, I, I was, I was thoughtless and I was not thinking and I was, real you know i was shitty and i wasn't thinking and i assumed you would i assumed you would be there for me without me necessarily needing to be there for you and you didn't deserve it i think my answer is the same as your where at the time yes i i it was the moment that i think i kind of clicked that i just had to leave and that you would be you would be fine like you would bounce back you had things you had all sorts of prospects that were going to work out for you and i just needed to go Mm-hmm. and so at the time yes and then you know in the long run of course not you, you I, I that was the shittiest thing that I honestly in the time that we were together that was the shittiest thing that I ever did like point blank and I feel really bad about that because I did a fair number of shitty things and I feel and that's the one that like stings the most with when I think about it were you willing to forgive me I I kind of don't think because I think I think, I guess I was willing to forgive you. I wasn't willing to forgive me, which is part of why I kind of left and why I told you I was leaving on your break was I just had said, like, I just had kind of said, like, I got to go. Like, and it was, you know, I got to do this. And if, if, if I continue to try to drag you into this, it's not going to be on your terms and I can't do that to you. So I need to go. I just need to go. I need to pull off the bandaid. You'll be fine. I'll be the one suffering. I just got to go. Yeah. The partner who was more outspoken about their feelings will answer the question. 
I feel like I was pretty outspoken generally. That's, that's probably yeah. I don't think I was. I don't think I was uh, emotionally in touch. Yeah. Enough to like <laughs> vocalize things. Um. So I'm gonna answer the questions first. Okay. Uh, how could you tell I was tense without asking? Mm, um. Like drumming on your thighs and like bouncing your feet. Um was like the classic tell that something was up. Um, but it was like partic- particularly like jittery. I was doing that at this moment, so I feel very <laughs> called out right now. Uh, what did you do to try and help me? At first, I just kind of just to still you. Um, you didn't really seem to notice. And I, I straight up asked you if something was wrong. Did you blame yourself for my mood? Why or why not? I tried not to, uh, but I did a little bit. I felt like maybe I had been a little bit emotionally when when I normally wasn't. And I didn't know if that was affecting you, but I, I kind of was internalizing what this like sh- this stress and turning it around on myself. And um, that was what I could think that I had been doing. And that's kind of where I placed the blame. What did I do to make you doubt that my feelings... You gave me, like, this fake-ass smile and said you were fine. Like, I could tell it wasn't... None, none of it was genuine. None of it, And uh, I couldn't stop thinking why you wouldn't just tell me. That viscerally felt... So I'm gonna just call that out, but I am gonna continue to tap this O card. <laughs> Good. How long did your doubt last? Until the bitter end. <laughs> uh, did not go away. How could you tell I was tense without asking? You don't realize it, but, like, you're not difficult to read. You you will, like, you will fixate on a th- on, on something small that is bothering you, right? Like, you'll, you'll fixate on a piece of, of the puzzle. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's I think in, in this in this instance, it was it was a repair person had just been like, you know, one of the ride repair people like had just been stringing you along. You'd been calling, you'd been texting like they just weren't answering. They weren't acknowledging the fact that this needed to happen because kids were getting upset that this ride yeah. was broken and you mm-hmm. were pacing around. You were like talking like, well, I just don't know. I don't know how to get a hold of them. This is driving because I'm the one on the line here. I'm the one that's got to answer if this ride is broken. People are coming to me and complaining. And I and there's it's admittedly pretty cute. What did you do to try and help me? I I tried to throw out, like, suggestions, even though I knew, like, it doesn't... Even though I knew, A, it does, you know, you had a handle on it, and B, like, I, you know, I could tell when you get like this on something, it's not... That's not what you're really stressing about. Mm-hmm. So me throwing out, like, have you tried calling his manager like have you tried calling like the 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 service and support line and like i'm just throwing out suggestions even Mm -hmm. though i know like even though i know you're stressed about something else i'm just like well maybe if i at least can solve this you'll acknowledge what you're really like worried about did you blame yourself for my mood why or why not at the time no in retrospect probably i think at the time i knew there was something wrong Mm. And I wanted to help and make it better. 
for the life of me, I couldn't tell you what it was. In retrospect, it was pretty obvious, but at the time I couldn't, I just figured it was something and I needed to kind of get through you focusing on this specific problem to be able to talk about it. And I just, I, I didn't think through, well, maybe I should try asking what you're really upset about. What did I do to make you doubt my feelings for you? Were- I think you didn't let me in. I think you, I think you just kind of like, you put up a hand and you were like, I got it. I got it. I just need to solve this thing. I appreciate you helping, but I just need to solve this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my mind, I was trying to get you to open up and instead you kind of shut down. And I, whether, whether it was accurate or not, I thought I was being clear about like trying to open up to you. In retrospect, probably wasn't, but I figured maybe you would pick up on that, and you didn't, and so I was like, well, maybe we just don't have the connection that I thought we might have had. How long did your doubt last? Until, just like you said, until the bitter end. I think it was, I think I didn't, I couldn't get through to you, and so I figured you, so I figured you weren't interested in getting through to me you made me jealous and it made me doubt that you were invested long term and it it all kind of spiraled from there one the partner who lied the most will ask the questions first (laughs) great (laughs) and like it's not i think a lot of it is 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 me lying say i mean we'll get into it but i think a lot of it is just me lying saying i'm fine when I've got a lot, when I'm like dealing with a lot of stuff, or mm. it's just like, or it's just a hundred percent lying to seem cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So you ask <laughs> first. All right. What had you been? What had you been keeping secret from me, and how did I find out? I was saving up to leave my job so that we could like fully spend all of our time together. Why'd you? Um, keep, why'd you keep? Um, I I cut your answer off because I genuinely had to ask that question. (laughs) No, it's totally fine. Um, well, I kept it from you because I didn't know if you would like it. I mean, I didn't know if you wanted that. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I was, I was kind of anxious about, about bringing it up. And I thought if I keep this a secret and I never bring it up, then, you know, worst case scenario, I'll just have some extra money saved up and, you know, maybe I can leave this job and, and do something else. Um, and um, I think, I think, um, I think you found out, um, I think I did tell you, I think I kept it a secret for a really long time and uh, came to you when I had like, it probably like, a you know, six months maybe saved up. Um, and kind of was just like, I've been doing this a while. Who did you trust with the secret and why? I trusted my mom. Uh, pretty self-explanatory, but she was the person that I was coming to. She was, I, I think that she was trying to be supportive of me and every, um, but I knew that she would be honest with me about like, is this a good idea? And she told me that um, before I went through all the trouble, I should I should come to you first, um, which was not the feedback I wanted, but it was probably the feedback I needed. 
Um, but I ignored her. Just kind of did it anyway. Are you glad you kept it from me? Yes and no. Um, yes, because that I did it, right? Like I, I did something that I wouldn't have otherwise done and got enough to take some time off if, if I needed them. But I kind of wish that I had told you so I wouldn't have gone through the trouble. All in all, did you trust me? Not entirely. With some things, for sure, but not, not wholly. What had you been keeping seat, and how did I find out? You had to bail me out of the security office, because we had, because, like, my friends and I had been, like, stealing, like, movie theater snack boxes. Mm-hmm. Just, or, just around, just from various places, and, like... We kind of got busted with, like, a bunch of raisinets. God. And you had to, like, come get me. <laughs> Why did you keep it from me? Because I because I didn't want you to get in trouble at work. And, like, we were just doing it. We didn't need it, you know? It was just mm-hmm. fun. And I figured if you knew we were doing... Like, if you knew we were doing it, we were you were going to tell us to stop. And I didn't want... I didn't want to stop because I didn't want to stop hanging around the park because i didn't want to stop hanging around with you while you were working it seemed like the best time for us to hang out but at the same time i didn't want you to get in trouble and i didn't want to stop doing it as (laughs) shitty and selfish as that sounds uh who did you trust with the secret and why uh i think we all i think it was me and like my three friends all Mm -hmm. kind of knew we were doing it and i had told them like up front like do not say a word of like we do not say a word of this we 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 keep score and we figure out who has who has stolen the most (laughs) and best candy but we don't say a word of this because i don't want anyone like i don't want this word this to get out um are you glad you kept it from me no because because you'd have told us to stop if we didn't and it would have meant that i would have kept getting to hang out at the park and it would have meant that it 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 would have been one more time I could have opened up to you, and you'd have told me to stop. And frankly, some I needed someone to do that, because it was not good to be egged on like that, and to have my worst kind of childish impulses indulged like that. Yeah. So you'd have, you'd have, you'd have been the one person that if you'd told me to knock it the fuck off, like, I'd have knocked it the fuck off. All in all, did you trust me? did not i trusted i i at the time i figured you tell me to stop and i'll turn me in and and you know value your own job and your own plans over me so no i i I don't think i the partner who wanted to move in together will answer the questions first i mean i feel like this is me that's you (laughs) i'm answering a lot of questions first but we can talk about that at the end it's um (laughs) um Okay, yeah, first. Uh, when did you start considering me when making plans for the future? Oh my god, like, pretty much the day we met. Um, I, I th- like, if I thought you were going to be at the park at a certain time, I would switch shifts. Like, I, I just wanted to do everything I could to spend as much time with you as I could. So it was almost immediate that I started plans around you. What did you sacrifice for the plans I had made? Mm, work and friends, I think. 
you know, if, if I knew that you were going to be gone, I would do my best to get off of work, uh, cancel friend, like plans with friends. I mean, you and what you were doing kind of became my social life. And I let a lot of other relationships and hobbies and things I enjoyed fall to the wayside. What did you see me sacrifice for your? I mean, nothing. Oh. <laughs> I, if, if it was there, I didn't see it. Uh, I felt like I molded myself to your plans. Um, but I, I didn't ever really see you going out of your way for me. When you thought about our future, what were you most excited for? I was excited to have somebody with me that was excited for everything. Like, excited to travel, excited to see the world when I hadn't seen any of it. And I I felt like you made me a little bit maybe more reckless, um, more willing to take chances and to do things, to push myself outside of my comfort zone. And I was really excited to have somebody who was was cha- constantly challenging me um, and, and changing me in what I perceived to be a positive way. Even when we were at our worst, did you still believe I was your... I really hoped. I, I don't know that I can say that I fully believe that would be we would be together forever but i that was like my i was desperately hoping so when did you start considering me when making plans for the future it wasn't right away but it was right after like right after you started uh like it felt like you started warming up to me like it felt like you you were cool for a while and then started opening up and warming up to me mm-hmm. and i think that's when I really started being like, oh, and it. I think a lot of it was like, oh, I want you here when we do this thing. And I, I, I want to, you know, play this show and I want you there so you can see us play and all this other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What did you sacrifice for the plans I had made? I, I sacrificed a lot of, I sacrificed looking cool in a lot of instances. Like, it wasn't you know outside of outside of candy heist outside of operation candy heist we weren't supposed to be hanging around the park like it's not a cool place right like it's it's not where it's not where it's not where you hang out when you want to look and i i I chose to keep coming and hanging around and riding kitty rides and loitering around this this theme park and because i wanted to hang out with you like i I could have been doing other cooler things. There were a few concerts that were a couple hours, like an hour or two drive away that I could have gone to. But I was like, I'm going to hang out at the park, hang out with you. And I think that I I, I consciously was like choosing opportunities to spend time with you rather than do other things. What did you see me sacrifice for yours? I think very little. I think... I think it seemed like you were living your same life and just mm-hmm. factoring me into part of it. Like you were still working the same it, to, to where I was seeing it. You were still working the same hours. You were working the same shifts. You were yeah. doing all the things you'd always done. And it just seemed like I was around the sidelines. Never noticed you making changes to a con- making efforts to be around when I was around. 
When you thought about our future, what were you most excited for? I was excited for driving down like a long mm-hmm. and you just being there next to me and be, like being able to turn the radio down and just talk and like chat and make terrible corny jokes because my jokes were always slightly cornier than I wanted them to be. <laughs> and being you you being there to roast me. Even when we were at our worst, did you still believe I was your forever? If you'd asked me then, I'd have said yes, but I think that would have been a lie. Because it seemed like you had your life so thoroughly in order that it was never going to... I was never. I never felt like I was going to factor into it. It mm-hmm. felt like I was always going to be kind of flitting around the sidelines. <sighs> Checking in. You yeah. Oh, All right. I'm doing great. <laughs> All right. Good. Me too. I love it. <laughs> Me too. Um, okay. The partner who is decisive about what to eat for dinner will answer the questions first. If neither partner were decisive, toss a coin, play rock, paper, scissors, or by other fateful means, decide who answers first. I'm going to say I think I was pretty decisive about like where to eat. Yeah. In a way that was sort of like, I know the place. I got it. Like, I got it. And, you know, foot to the foot to the mat. Like, yeah. On my way. Okay, perfect. So you'll answer first. Right. Um, what is something I do that others find irritating, and why did it endear me to you? Talk way too much about work in a way that, and I, I say this with nothing but love, that no one cares <laughs> about. <laughs> you, you just, you have these long-winded stories about, like, about, you know... The funny thing about the seat on the slingshot is that, like, is that because of the way that, that the weight dis, you know, and you just, you, you just, you just go and I'm just, I, I find it endlessly amusing because it just means I'm listening to you tell a story for a very long time. What were the moments in which you felt closest to me? There were times at, it was at the park. Mm-hmm. There were times off hours, you know, like, when an, an empty amusement park is a very strange thing and it kind of makes this sort of heightened emotional space and being in there with you being one of the few people around and being able to like sit with you and like just be quiet was just a really beautiful thing i'm not used to comfortable silence i'm sort of not ha- silence because you don't know what to say as opposed to silence because you don't feel like you need to say anything what was your favorite way to pass time with me? I had this terrible, uh, I, I did it partially to annoy you and partially to amuse you where I would go up to different places in the park and be like a very, a, like a very angry customer <laughs> about very silly things and like <laughs> try to get you to have to weigh in on them. And, you know, like they would be very, you would, you would know cause you would hear someone on like the, the walkie talkie be like, Someone is complaining that there was a chicken bone in their cheese fries. <laughs> do we do we know why there's chicken bone in the cheese fries? And you'd be like, okay, yeah, all right. What ritual did we create that you came to rely? I I loved I loved picking you up at the end of a shift. I loved being there when your shift ended and like driving you home and dropping you off like that that was a level of I knew where I needed to be. And like no matter what other nonsense I would get into, I knew 
come come that time, come that time of night, be there, pick you up, drive you home, drop you off. Were you comfortable with me, even in silence? It was the only time that I was comfortable with anyone in silence. Was with I'm used to, like I said, I'm used to awkward silence, and it was the first time I kind of knew silence that was... What's something that I do that others find irritating, and why did it... So I think that <laughs> you're a little bit of a one-upper. Um, somebody would, like, tell a story, and you would you would tell you'd be it would remind you of something and you'd get so excited and start talking about something that happened to you or like happened to a friend of yours and you genuinely were like telling the story out of just like you you felt like you needed to get it out and um of course the whoever you know told the original story would just be kind of like okay yeah i get it your story's better than mine um but i loved it cuz it was like one of the times that i would see you get genuinely um, honestly excited um, in conversation was when somebody brought up a memory that you were really like deeply connected to the moments when you felt closest to me when we'd be standing in like a group and everybody would be you know talking about something you know just kind of shooting the shit and you'd put your arm around my shoulder and I I felt like I don't know, like, I felt like I got to be, like, that girl that was just kind of in the ideal relationship, even though I knew logically that it wasn't. I, from, from the outside looking in, it seemed, it seemed perfect. But, like, in those moments, I felt like I belonged somewhere. What was your favorite way to pass time with me? I loved making you do these, like, stupid tasks that nobody who I worked with wanted to do and like probably technically you weren't allowed to but whenever um like whenever we'd have like a ride down for maintenance like somebody has to be the first one to ride it after it goes mm -hmm. back online and I would be like can you like hop on the ferris wheel and I would like watch as you rode it by yourself um just like kind of making you these dumb tasks in, in a way to get back at all of the the grief that you gave me at work. If I if I may add a detail. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I got I think I always got like way too like faux excited, but there was sort of a legitimate enthusiasm bubbling under the surface. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, Ferris wheel. Woo! <laughs> and you can tell like you're like, oh, he's actually in like he's he's ha he's, he's enjoying, actually having a good time. <laughs> but I'm just like, yeah. You know me, big Ferris wheel, that's what they call me. And I'm like pointing at people. Everyone's cheering. Yeah. <laughs> what ritual did we create that you came to rely on? Whenever I got a break for like lunch and sometimes when I worked late, got a break for dinner, I would either get something from the park or you would bring me from out in town and we would sit in your back seat and you'd just let me talk about, you know, all the issues going on at the park. And it was just those those meals spent together that I could always look for. I really came to rely on them to as a way to to kind of break up my day, but also as something that I knew was gonna happen to look forward to. Were you comfortable with even in silence? Yes. I I mean I always felt like maybe I had something that I could say, but I didn't have to say anything. The partner with the hotter temper will answer the questions first. 
I think even if I didn't show it, that was me. I think I think I tried very hard not to show it, but I think I let things get to me very, very easily. So I think that was me. Fight. Okay. What did I do that made you angry? You, you yelled at me because I, you know those, um, they're sort of like spring swings, I guess that is the way to yes. describe them. Yeah. <laughs> I was on one of those and mm-hmm. you like, you like kind of were like, get the, get the fuck off of that. You're going to break it. Those are not cheap. And I, yeah. I, I was, I, I was like, what? Okay. I thought it was funny, but okay. My bad. In what way did I misunderstand you? I I was so I was trying so hard to make you laugh with that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want to I didn't want I I didn't want I was I genuinely I did not want to break this thing. I was not trying to be a nuisance. I was legitimately just like <laughs> yeah. this is going to be a thing that is that you're going to laugh at and then you did not laugh. Why did you continue to argue even when I tried to reconcile? I think it was because I because I thought if I could get you to see, like, to to get over the, if I could get you to think of it not in terms of work, I thought you might think it was funny, and then it just, I couldn't get over that hump of like, no, but you don't understand, like, like, you don't understand why I was doing it, and I couldn't yeah. acknowledge that you just weren't going to get it, or you just weren't going to think it was cute or funny. Were you in the right, or was I? Of course you were in the right. Like, you couldn't be more in the right. It was a profoundly pointless thing that I was doing, and I could have just been... And, like, the truth is, in the back of my mind at that point, I probably did not need to try and impress you or charm you or make you laugh. I could have just been myself and had a good moment. And I was trying way too hard. What did I say to make you forgive me? I think you sent me a text about it later that was just like, or like, it was like when I was driving you home, you just randomly were like, you pointed at like a school playground and were like, hey, there's some some, some stuff there you can check out. You might find your new favorite ride. <laughs> and it was so dry and it was so like, it was so not a, like, it was, it felt like not a joke in a way that the best jokes sometimes do that it just yeah. like. I was like, okay, maybe there is on some level, maybe you do appreciate it, or maybe you just at least saw that I was trying. Yeah. What did I do that made you angry? You forgot to pick me up for work. It, um, it was a late, a late shift. Just didn't, it was like dark, everybody was leaving. In what way did I misunderstand you? I... You thought, I mean, obviously thought I was mad because, just because you didn't sh- to come get me. And, you know, you just like overslept or I had switched shifts and it, it wasn't when you would normally pick me up anyway. But I was was more upset that I didn't feel like a priority. Like I wasn't mad that you overslept. I was mad that you didn't set an alarm because you knew that you had to come get me. Why did you continue to argue when I tried to reconcile? I felt like you weren't getting it. Um, I like was trying to make myself clear, but I was, I was tired and just like 
30 from the day of just being around all of these kids and their parents and outside. And I was stressed and I, I wasn't, I mean, the emotions from the day obviously bled into the conversation, but I just felt like you weren't hearing what I was saying. And you just kept saying like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I didn't feel like you were sorry for the right reasons. Were you in the right or was I? It's a toss up. Uh, <laughs> I I think I think that I I definitely overreacted in that situation, and because I I did I could tell you didn't do it intentionally. It wasn't like you were trying to screw me over and make me have to call my parents in the middle of the night for a ride home. But you know, you you did leave me there, and so I think we were both a little bit right. What did I do to make you forget? When I had to go again, you just gave me like this really, really long hug. And I still acted like I was mad, but I forgave you. The partner with the most baggage will answer the fun one. It's a fun one. Um, I'm I probably have some baggage. I probably also have some baggage. Yeah. Yep. We both just really like maybe we both spend some time alone, but you know what? <laughs> what I'll, I'll, I think I think I think I'd like to go first on this one. I think I think I have a lot of I think I have a lot of baggage, like stuff that mm-hmm. I'm dealing with, but also like societal stuff, and just like seems like I got a lot to work on. Okay. Uh. So I will I will ask the question. What insecurities did you carry over from the relationship before our? I think I, I think I was, I think I didn't try hard enough in my last relationship. Like, mm-hmm. we kind of hooked up and faded out in a way yeah. that, like, if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't have noticed. I think that, like, I think he and I, like, hooked up stayed together for like a hot minute and then parted and like before I could get a chance to really even like suss out how I feel like how like I felt about he and I breaking up like it just didn't like fully connect when I shared with you my own insecurities what did you do to allay I think I I think I was always quick to I think I was a cheerleader I think I was your I think I was a big cheerleader because I genuinely thought that like you were you know, so thoroughly put together that like anytime you were insecure about something, like my immediate response, you've you've so got this and in a way that probably at first was really good and maybe less so down the line, but I think it never stopped being genuine from me where I was like, You got this, like you're golden. Like you're gonna you're gonna like, you know, you're gonna rise above whatever's whatever's got you feeling nervous. Were you fearful that I would hurt you? I was fearful you would forget me. Had I hurt you already unknowingly? No, quite the opposite. You were great. And I just, I could not accept that you f- make space for me. You had ever you had it together and you didn't, you didn't need this. You didn't need me. In what ways did you feel more distant from me after this? I think, I think I really did see it as, I think it was exactly that. It was, you've got it together. You're You've got it, you've got, you've got it on lock. You don't, you're fine. Like, you you know, you are bulletproof and I am very much not. And that made me want to try harder 
and made me want to keep trying harder even when I even when there was some voice in my head saying I don't need to try like there was a voice saying no you've got to do more like you're not doing enough you're not making it known that you're here what insecurities did you carry over from the relationship quite a few um but the the biggest one was that I had to really work hard to be interesting enough for a relationship to last. I felt like from my last relationship, they got bored with me because I, I did the same thing every day. Like my life wasn't changing any. And, and while that was enough for me, it wasn't enough for them. And I was, I was so scared of being boring, too boring to be with. And so I felt like I had to go the extra mile to be interesting in the in the most mundane way. Like, my life was so mundane, and I still had to fight to make it seem like it wasn't. When I shared with you my own insecurities, what did I tried really hard to to give you my full attention in in like every regard like when you were talking i was listening when you were when you were doing something stupid at the park regardless of how stupid it was i was watching and i wanted you to feel like my eyes were on you always like i was i cared deeply in this kind of passive way that i w- i wanted to show you that i did care about you know, you and, and what you were doing. And so I just tried to give you the the best that I could. Were you fearful that I would hurt you? Oh, yeah, big time. Um, I, I was just so scared. You were just gonna up and leave any day. And um, I felt that pretty early on. No. You, you didn't ever, you know, do anything that really pulled on, on my insecurities um, until the end. In what ways did you sent from me after this? I didn't know if you were faking it or not. Like, I, in telling you that I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be boring. I felt like I couldn't tell when you were listening to me if you were genuinely listening or if you were trying to make me feel better and i i hated that i i didn't know for sure like i couldn't know for sure if you were actually interested or just pretending i i kind of feel like i did i was thinking the same thing i was thinking the same so this is our first date (laughs) i'll ask the questions first what about me made you nervous? You were you were so specific. You were like, uh, I you were like, I get off work at six thirty. I would like for you to pick me up because that'll give me forty five <laughs> minutes to get to my house, ten minutes to shower, you know. And it, I was it it was so there was you were so specific in like when you wanted me to pick you up that I was like, oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna bungle something. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> something's gonna something's going off the rails. What moment between us was awkward, but made you laugh anyway? You saw me outside of your window at like 810 
mm-hmm. standing at your door, mm-hmm. like looking at my like looking at my watch or like my phone, uh-huh. like waiting, like when should I car should I uh. uh and then, like, you saw me, you watched me for, like, a minute, and then I looked over and saw you, and we both, like, froze, like, ear and headlights for a second, mm-hmm. and then just, like, broke out laughing. And it was this absolute moment of, like, she said 8.15, and it's 8.10. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this is fine. <laughs> what did I do or say that gave you butterflies? You said that the cheeseburger that we got was the best cheeseburger you ever had, and, like, I was way flustered by that because I it, it, like this was my favorite burger place. And for you to say that, like completely flustered me. What do you remember most about the way I looked? You were beaming. Maybe not. No, literally, uh, you know, you looked very nice. Like you looked cute. You looked you looked attractive. But like you just seemed like you just were so happy to be there and you so wanted to be there couldn't help but feel that warmth and that energy what didn't i do that i wish that you had i really wish you i think i felt too unable to do it and we kind of ended with just like a good night but i kind of wish that you had you had gone i think that was the one that the one time that i was like ah, i should have made a move and i didn't what about me made you nervous i I thought you were way too cool for me, and I was overanalyzing everything that I was doing and the way I looked and the way I talked, and I felt like I could so easily fuck everything up, like, right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like this was going to be the make or break, and, um, yeah, I just thought you were you seemed so chill. And it made me anxious. What moment between us was awkward but made you laugh anyway? You spilled your drink on both of us? Like... <laughs> oh, no. And, and it wasn't, like, crazy. I mean, it, it didn't ruin either of our <laughs> outfits. But it was just, like, that kind of moment of the drink spills and then both of us kind of go into panic mode of, like, where the napkins and... Do I, like, do I just focus on me or do I, like, worry about her or, like, us looking at each other? And it was just awkward, but in, like, the best kind of way. Um, I think the detail to add to that is, like, we fumble for napkins and then I'm going to take a real life detail that I'm going to overshare for a moment, which is I pop open (laughs) my glove. I pop open my one of the two glove compartments in my car and Mm -hmm. it is just filled with napkins from like yep. various restaurants yeah and there's napkins definitely and straws there's definitely a moment where you just see that and you're like uh okay and i kind of like pause for a second and go beat red and i'm just like right that's not a normal thing to have a napkin compartment that's not a reasonable <laughs> yeah it's totally reasonable yeah you came prepared yeah um uh what did i do or say that gave you butterflies when um you were walking me back to my or to my house um you didn't you didn't hold my hand but your hand was like next to mine like brushing it and i thought you were going i thought you were going to hold it but you didn't what do you remember most about the way i looked when i had when i had seen you 
earlier when we like made plans for the date, you seemed pretty relaxed. But after I'd kind of outlined all my specifications about timing and, you know, what I wanted to do, you looked like you were trying really hard. Like you were definitely thinking about everything I had said. And, you know, even just like standing outside my door was you trying really hard. And it, yeah, I just remember that the whole night. What didn't I do that you wish I had? I mean, obviously it's going to be the kiss. I I felt like I lingered an appropriate amount of time uh, before I finally went inside. And I just was kicking myself, like, should I have done something? Or maybe it just wasn't the right time. So now we will hand our answer. Yep. And read them in silence, and then we can sort of read them out loud and talk about them or not. Yeah, I will. I'll just throw them in Discord. That's exactly what I'm going to do as well. When you're done reading, we ask each other the... Do you regret knowing me? Not for a moment. Not. So do we want to go over our answers to how we met now that the game is over and we've sort of reacted to them in quiet contemplation? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll read mine, my okay. answers. Um, so what about them caught your eye? He wasn't riding rides. He was just standing about. Lots of people do that, but he was doing it with confidence. Uh, what did you first admire about them? He seemed like he knew a lot about everything. We talked about, we everything we talked about, he had a story about it, and I loved that. What did they say or do that made you smile? I had some straw stuck in my hair, and he got it out without making it a big deal. Super casual and very cool. What do you wish that you had said to them that you didn't? I wish I had told him that I hope to see him again. And how did you know they changed your life forever even then? He gave me butterflies, the first time. What about them caught your eye? You had a self-effacing sense of humor, and... What did you first admire about them? You took things seriously? It seemed like no one else at the park in my life around me did. What did they do or say that made you smile? You gave me free french fries? Uh, what do you wish you had said that you didn't? I wish I would said something actually funny and not like awkward, goofy, like cringy funny. I wish I was actually as charming as I was trying to be in that moment. How did you know they would change your life forever, even then? Let me off the hook when I said something corny. You, you kind of, like, need, you, you pushed me about it a little bit in a way that no one had ever kind of had done before. And I, I, I knew that was a change. Yep. And that's so, game. that's the game. Okay, so let's take How a few feeling? moments. And, I'm feeling great. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. This is this is very good. A very um, good game. Yeah. So first thoughts, impressions, feedback for me. Uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it, top to bottom. I loved, I loved getting to. I wasn't sure if I would love hearing all of the answers and not going back and forth, but I really loved getting like a full, thorough story before mm-hmm. you know before giving my own answers. I feel like it it sort of allowed an entire scene to play out. Mm-hmm. And then getting to, like, share that moment. It was intense and painful in the ways that I wanted it to be. 
Yeah. Like, when I went into this, I knew I wanted to hurt, and there were moments that, like, it physically was painful hearing in a way that it exactly, like, wanted, exactly what I wanted it to be. It's, um, one of my, one of my absolute favorite things about this is, um, I create an idea of you and you create an idea of me that we keep to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I love seeing, like, those characters develop over the course of the game and those personality traits, because, because you do answer a lot of questions about your partner. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, kind of take their agency away for a moment, but... Um, it's one of my favorite things about the game that you end up kind of fitting exactly what your the day we met questions are with no with no previous knowledge about like what this relationship actually is going to be. Yeah, I, I really loved and it was so cool because uh, it was exactly what you're saying. Like there were questions where I was like, I know this because I kind of answered it in my head with the the how we met questions like, yeah, I know how to answer this question in a way that like you as the person that I'm talking about, maybe don't know because you would yeah. have all this information. So you're getting to know your own character as I'm getting to know, like the relationship. There was a lot of like learning through play. That was fascinating. I think my, my other favorite thing is that when you start, you are the least attached to the relationship. Um, when you answer the last day we met questions, mm-hmm. um, or the last day we saw each other and you get a little bit more attached to the relationship as you play knowing exactly how it ends. Oh yeah. And that just, it really amps up that level. Like by the end of what we were describing our first date, like there was this moment where it just like, I was like, Oh no, but I know. Oh no. And it like, it hit me like a truck. It was perfect. It was what I wanted. Yeah. The, the, my favorite sets are like the, the day to day, the everyday and um, insecurities because you get to see if those insecurities actually already have played out um, mm-hmm. and have have come to pass and it's it's painful but it's it's <laughs> uh, it's the exact yeah it's the exact type of pain that I enjoy in games it's it's, it's the it and it's it's not it doesn't feel gratuitous like it feels like it's like building a real emotional moment it doesn't feel like it's just painful for painful sake which i think is mm-hmm. what makes it really like special and different from just if it if it's just like you know sadness for sadness sake. but it feels like it's sharing the story that's unfolding and showing this very layered thing that's really like perfect thank you so much for taking the time to play oh, this gosh. with me thank you with me this was a delight yeah, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed these two. I love these them two a lot. nameless people. We never <laughs> like, named them. No, I mean, I I've only named them. Um, I've only named my characters once, and it was because the person I was playing with was like, "No, we can't end. We can't let this end like this." And so we actually followed up knowing you with a star-crossed game. Okay. And obviously, the reason they can't be together is because they already broke up. It's <laughs> because they they knew that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's so we ended up naming them for that, but. Um, yeah, otherwise I I never have named any of the characters, but they they stay in my heart forever. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Summer, thank you so much for coming. Oh, this was a blast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I I truly enjoyed this and I I love getting to play this game with people. Um especially when that kind of sadness is is something they enjoy uh diving into. So, real quick before we wrap up, where can people find you, your work and knowing you online? Um, you can, you can find me, um, the best places on Twitter. Um, my handle is at just a summer job. Um, you 
I, I pretty much post about everything I'm doing there. I'm a, I'm a um, fantasy cartographer. So if you ever need maps for any of your fantasy games, like check me out. And then Knowing You is currently on itch.io and it's under my same handle, Justice Emerge. Um, yeah, if, if you want to check that out, I have a, a couple of other games on there. Um, one of them is a game called Futurity, which is a, a tarot reading inspired game where you and your friends are oracles and you ask questions about the future and make predictions for each other and then see those predictions and how they play out. Um, it's a it's a game that can span centuries and lifetimes and universes. And it's 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 one of my favorite things. It's, it's <laughs> very sounds, different vibe. <laughs> it sounds very cool. And if I'm being honest, we might have to also play that game on the show at some point. I'm I'm more than I would be more than happy to play Futurity with you. All right, cool. Well, Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a blast. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Summer for coming on to the show. That game was absolutely beautiful. I am floored by how much I loved it. Be sure to check the show notes for a link to Knowing You, and be sure to follow Summer on Twitter at Just the Summer Job. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review or Podchaser review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, there's probably a review function. And giving Party of One a nice review and rating helps new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also send us some love on social media. You can tell a friend about the show. They all do pretty much the same thing at the end of the day. You can also, if you enjoyed this episode, join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Discord. Talk to us about what you liked about it, what you thought about the game, what you thought about the story. I want to hear your thoughts, and I want you to tell them to us on the Discord. I really, want to, I really want to hear what you have to say about the episode. Also, speaking of things that I want, I want you to listen to a podcast called All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you. Every week, my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you would like to inquire about advertising rates, press coverage of the show, or a guest appearance, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. 